0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Novel Ideas on Accessible World for September 15th, 2023. This is our first meeting since May. So, hope everyone had a good summer and ready to jump back into reading some fun and interesting books. Tonight, We are discussing the book Haven, and we have the author, Sherry Gomes, with us. So we are going to have her start us off, and she'll talk for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then we will open it up for conversation with Sherry and People can ask questions, make comments about the book. So Sherry, take it away.
1: Good evening, everyone. Thanks for being here and thanks for having me. I'm always happy to talk about my writing and in particular Haven. I've been a compulsive writer since I was about nine or 10. I wrote, the first thing I wrote for people to read was probably a story that I had to write in sixth grade about something personal. And right before I had to write that story, my grandmother had had to sell her 30-acre apricot ranch, and I had spent part of my childhood on that ranch, so... I wrote about that and the teacher told me that I painted pictures with words. And that set me on this track to where I am today. I also wrote what I would now call a fan fiction for my best friend. We were big fans of the Partridge family and I wrote a story about the Partridge family. I always wrote, I wrote journals, I wrote poetry for the high school magazine. I only write poetry when I'm extremely emotionally distressed, so I never share that with anybody, but high school was kind of different. You like people to know you're emotionally distressed in high school. Um, When I wrote Haven, I was living in Colorado, but I grew up in California, and I'm living back in California now. I have a yellow Labrador guide dog from Guiding Eyes called Shawnee, and uh, she is my great companion and the joy that makes me laugh every day. So as I grew up and I knew I wanted to be a published author, I knew I wanted to do something different. I didn't wanna write nonfiction about my life as a blind person. Because I wanted my writing to reach a wider audience than you know the market to other blind people or other disabled people. And I decided that if we ever want things to change in the media's portrayal of us, maybe we need to start portraying ourselves in fiction, in books and magazine stories, and movies and TV. So I decided that I would write fiction and that I would write main characters who are blind, but blindness would not be the main point of the story. I, um Haven came to me, kind of things come to me. The idea for Haven came to me after reading many articles about disabled parents having their children taken away. If you haven't read Haven, the book opens with a prologue where the main character, Elizabeth, also called Liza, is in court with her father and her sister and she's in a divorce court and custody hearing. And the judge decides that as a blind woman, she's not capable of being a good parent and awards custody to the father who doesn't really want anything to do with the child but wants to spite Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is invited by her sister to go to Haven Valley, Colorado and start over while she regroups and figures out what to do next. Haven Valley is a fictitious town. I based it a little bit on Estes Park in Colorado because I love that town. It's a town of little shops, very touristy, up in the mountains. If you've ever read The Shining by Stephen King, the Overlook Hotel is there. It's actually called the Stanley Hotel, but that's what Stephen King based his hotel on i love that little town i love to go shopping there they have you know candy stores and ice cream stores and kitchen stores and local artist stores and christmas stores and wood carving and leather and baby things and furniture and restaurants it's wonderful little town so i based haven valley on that although haven valley is completely made up but that was the idea We also meet Michael, who is the love interest and the other main character. He is a pastor of a small town, a small town, a small church in Colorado. And he is a widower. His wife died three years before the story starts, leaving him with their young son. And he's dealing with his grief at the time the story starts. Elizabeth is dealing with her troubles with the custody issues. Michael, when I thought about my main character, Michael came to me as a pastor. I tried to change him because I didn't want the book to be classified as religious fiction. I want people of all walks of life and all values and all beliefs to enjoy my writing. And I tried to change Michael into something else. And he would not be changed. He came as a pastor and a pastor, he would remain. He would not let me change him. And for some people that might sound weird, but characters do make a lot of decisions when I write and take me down directions I didn't expect. That's sort of the basis of where Haven starts. And we go through... Elizabeth's journey, Michael's journey, how they meet, how they come together. Actually, Michael being a pastor gave me lots of scenes to to create in that environment, which ended up being very fun for me. And how they deal with Liza's custody issues, conflicts in the church, and all of that. I was very proud of it when I finished. I worked with an editor, it is self-published. So I also had some help getting that edited and published. And the people who helped me were involved in the publishing industry and in advertising and they created the cover design for me and helped me get it on Amazon. I think one of the most fun things about publishing Haven was working with finding a narrator to read it on Audible and working with her to get the book read. That was really fun. It was quite an experience to do, and I can't wait to do that again and hope the same reader will do it. I also reached out to the Colorado State Library and asked, what do I need to do to get my book on BARD? And so I had to send them two print books and they narrated it and it is now on BARD. I think the Audible narrator is better, but the BARD narrator is not bad. (laughs) I'm working on a, I guess you'd call it a sequel, but it's really next book in a series in the Haven Valley series. The reason I named it Haven Valley is that I came, moved to Colorado where good friends of mine lived after a pretty traumatic situation back here in California. I found a lot of peace and recovery in Colorado. And so I wanted to honor that by setting my story in Colorado and having my character find her peace in Haven Valley. And I guess that's about it for now. Why don't you go ahead and lay it on me, ask questions and comments, whatever you want.
0: Before we open it up, um, I know people are curious. I've had conversations with some people and they're curious about the process, what you had to do to get it on Audible. You said it was fun. So talk a little bit more about
1: that. Okay, so And why um, it's
0: not on Bookshare as well. Because uh, I've heard not, people ask about that too.
1: It's not on Bookshare because I had trouble with the the uh, letter I'm supposed to sign. It's a DocuSign letter, but the fields aren't all labeled. It's a letter to give them permission to put heaven on Bookshare. And it was not accessible. And some some of the fields, as I said, weren't labeled properly. I live alone, I don't have a sighted person at my beck and call to help with that. And I did reach out to Bookshare, but at the same time, my best friend was hit by a car and had serious injuries and I moved back to California. So I had quite a lot of other things on my mind and that Bookshare just kind of fell by the wayside because of all that other stuff. Totally understandable. As far as Audible, so I went to ACX.com, which is Amazon and Audible's site for getting your book up on Audible. And it was easy at first because you just, the book was already on Amazon. So I just typed in the title, my login information, and it just pulled the, the information in, the summary, all of that. And then I had a whole bunch of choices, like what what territory did I want it published in? What type of voice style did I want? And they had a bunch of things, maybe a dozen options in that box. They had everything from ingenue to child, to sexy, to rough. Um, I chose versatile because there are really three main characters. There's a woman, there's a man, and there's a kid, about 40 year old boy. And I wanted somebody who could read all those characters convincingly without you know, doing squeaky voice for the kid and without doing silly things with their voice for the guy. I just wanted them to be able to do enough difference between the characters so that if there wasn't a dialogue tag, people would know who was speaking. I also had to choose if I wanted a man, a woman, or both, or didn't care, and I didn't care, except that I didn't want both. I didn't want two narrators, I just wanted one. Then I had to create a two to three page um, sample, I had to put a synopsis up and then a sample, so I cut and pasted around so I could get all three characters in there. I had certain things I wanted to hear the narrator read. I wanted to make sure they knew how to read it the way I wanted, the way I heard it in my head. And once that was all submitted, I waited for auditions. So the narrators auditioned for me. At first, I picked the lowest. Pay rate, but eventually I increased it a level because I wanted a good narrator and I didn't like any of the options I got with the initial setting for that. And I think I got 12 or 16 auditions, and there were several that were really good and there were several that were very bad. And I kind of came down to two women that I liked a lot and I could see working with. During this process, we were emailing back and forth, talking about the work, what I saw in the characters. And my the narrator I finally chose, Whitney Dykehouse. she had just the right expression for certain things. There's a thing in the courtroom scene where the sentence says, no, 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 no. Eliz- Elizabeth's breath moan was a breath of sound. I wanted somebody to read that as a breath of sound. And Whitney did that exactly how I wanted. She did Michael very well and Ethan, the boy, really great. And we worked together. She had three months to record it. And over like, after the first five chapters, I got a sample. When she was halfway through, I got a sample. And then when she was done, if there was anything I wanted her to change before it went live, she would do that. I told her how to pronounce my last name because I did not want my last name pronounced Gomez because it is Gomes. And I told her I did want her to read the dedication and the Acknowledgements because a lot of times you don't get that on an Audible book, and I wanted all that. And I approved the finished product, and within a couple weeks, it was on Audible. Wow. It was fun. Working with Whitney was great. We really clicked, we understood each other. She got what I wanted out of her narration. I have a great deal of respect for her and look forward to working with her again. Okay. Let's open
0: it up and to the rest of the group and see what people have to say. One person at a time, please identify yourself. Identify yourself so that um, Sherry knows who who is talking, and it, I think it'll be better on the recording as well. So one person at a time, so we Randy, don't have a lot of pe- cross. Randy,
2: people are raising hands. Perhaps Alan can help you there. Al- or
0: yeah, Alan, that would be good if you could help. He's the best. You can you can identify people then.
3: So you want me to call on hand raisers? Most? Yeah, please. Okay. Let me oh let me let me get to the participants. Hang on. So
0: Five participants raised hand.
3: Uh, let's see. All right. Looks like uh Deanna's first uh unmute yourself and ask your question or make your comment, Deanna.
4: Well, I wanted to say that um actually your writing carried the story well enough. That I really didn't find the narration that bad until I reread it. <laughs> then I then I was picking up when she would jump back and forth between saying Liza and Lisa, and that yeah. was of course on the library um, recorded, the volunteer yeah. recorded thing. Yeah, that was burned. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, you know, but the storyline held my attention firmly enough that I didn't find it irritating until I was reading it for a second time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the compliment to your writing at least. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I think that um, you are very brave to <clears throat> be able to, to go out <clears throat> there and, and peddle your material and get it going where you want it to go. Um, as a writer myself, my biggest um, problem is I write, but I never send it anywhere. <laughs> well, you know,
1: I I didn't mention this in my intro, but one thing I did to get an idea of how total strangers would react to my writing, I wrote a fan fiction story or two or three. And one was very long, about... 50 chapters. It's about 388,000. No, that can't be 388,000 words. I forget how long it is. Um, And it was really well received because it's one thing, you know, your family and friends are going to tell you it's great. But having total strangers read my words and loving it and getting great reviews, that really helped to give me more confidence. I knew I had to publish a book someday, but that helped a lot. I also had a team of readers that weren't all just friends. And I had two male readers so that Michael would feel authentic and not feel like he was a woman in man's skin, so to speak. There are certain authors I read that I think the guys write men and children really well, but write terrible women. And I didn't want to be somebody that people said, man, your male characters suck. So. Uh,
3: Oh, OK. So Deanna's hands down. So Allison Fallon, your hands up. You're next.
5: Looks like you're done talking, so we'll lower your hand in five seconds. Looks like you're done talking. Allison,
3: you have to unmute yourself. You know how to do that? You're up. Looks
5: like you're done talking, so we'll lower your hand in
3: one <clears> second. <seven. throat>
6: okay. Uh-huh. I just want to, I cannot find the raised hand <laughs> on the iPhone. It's under, It's under reactions. Go. Action, under yeah. reactions. Okay, thanks. Sorry, I forgot to unmute. Well, I
3: okay, you're up.
6: Um,
0: what I want to know is when are you putting the next book out? I really enjoyed the book.
1: The next book, I mean, that was going to come out. It's about half done. I'm currently <clears throat> writing a scene that I'm going to share with my Facebook group Haven Happenings. Thank um, participants to kind of whet their appetites on it. It's called Fascination. It deals with different characters. So it's kind of like, if you've read the Virgin River series, each Mm -hmm. book is about different characters, but you have scenes with the other characters and that's where I'm going. So we'll have cameos with Michael, Elizabeth and the kids. But this book, the new book, focuses on other characters. They're older, they're... I always pictured Michael and Elizabeth in their 30s and these characters are in their late 50s or around 60. And the reason is that if you're gonna write in a specific genre, you should read that genre. And I found I didn't like reading romances. And a lot of why I didn't like it was because the characters are usually young and a lot of times they're just starting out and i'm almost 66 so i've been there and done all that with just starting out and had my several broken hearts and various things and i didn't enjoy reading about that sort of thing anymore so i decided to make my main characters older. the woman in the story she's the blind character again And she and her brother and his partner own a coffee shop in Haven Valley together. And it's really fun because it's all about books. They don't sell books, but a lot of the drinks have book-related names. A, 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 A short drink is called a short story. An epic fantasy is a really decadent hot drink. Things like that. So that's been really fun coming up with that. Oh, well, that's really neat. I I don't have um, I
0: don't have Audible, but I got it on the. It was on Bard, and yeah. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I wasn't crazy about the reader, but hey, you know.
1: It is what it is. Next time I hope to get the Audible version on Bard, and if I knew how to do that now, I would try to get that. Because there are books on BARD that are read by a regional library and then come up from Audible and come on BARD too. So that's what I try to do. I'll look forward to it.
0: I will look forward to
3: it. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Allison. Bob, your hand's gone up and down a couple of times. Do you want to? Do, do you want to ask a question or make a comment?
2: Did you sure. call me, Alan? I'm sorry.
3: Y- yeah, I did. I said your my hand, hand
2: keeps going up and down. They keep saying <laughs> you're talking, you're done, and they, so I've had a <laughs> heck of a time. I'm delighted to listen to Sherry. I've, I've heard her on uh, other groups. She's fantastic. I, I'm going to just make a brief comment because there's a lot of people with hands up. Okay. the the thing that was great tooth comments one blindness was in the background how many books have I read by blind authors? Every other word is blind until you get sick of it. And you handled it. Michael picked up quickly telling you, I remember to, how to get to his car. If you have a guide dog, that's perfect instruction. You instructed the sighted world about guide dogs and how to treat them and so on. And Ethan was wonderful. He's my favorite character. He was absolutely great. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you educated You educated sighted people. You got to get out. We got to get out of the box. We have to, you know, and you did it. And I commend you. And I look forward to your next book. Thank you so much, Sherry. We're so (laughs) proud of you.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Bob. Ethan was based on my dear friend. They have four kids. The first three were boys, two years apart. And I spent a lot of time with them and actually helped raise them. And so Ethan is sort of a composition of all three of those wild children that are adults now that I love to pieces, and I based Ethan on them. Okay, nice.
3: Okay. Uh, Carla Hayes, uh, you're going to meet yourself and, and make your comment.
7: Uh, hello, um, Sherry. I really enjoyed this book so much. I just want you to know that and um, I also write myself, and I'm sort of like Deanna sometimes, you know, I've had a few things published, but usually they don't go anywhere, um, but I, I enjoy writing. Um, one of uh, the problems I struggle with if I'm writing a story or, or something is um, a, a little bit of a fear of... Um, because some of the characters that i write are either composites of people that i know in my life or even more than a composite and i'm so afraid that they'll recognize themselves <laughs> in my writing i know that sounds sort of silly um did that thought ever cross your mind um besides ethan were the other characters people in your life and is it really so awful as is Nico I mean he was horrible he was so self-centered he was a monster I mean did did you did I don't know I'm almost afraid to ask you um, who or what inspired you to write him or was he just a vehicle to get the thing done
1: so Nico is my revenge on somebody not named Nico but somebody who hurt me a lot and hurt me in really bad ways Mm. that took me a long time to recover from. Um, Elizabeth's parents, her dad and stepmom, Jerry and Rose, Rose, my dad's name was Jerry. And the stepmom that raised me was named Rose. And my sister is named Rosie. So those characters are very loosely based on family members, they know it, they've read the book, they know what it's about, but my dad is gone and never got to see me publish my book. So this was kind of my way to honor him. Um, The music guy at the church, Terry, is very loosely based on a dear friend of mine named Terry, a guy who was a music director that I knew in San Diego for a long time, and was a good friend with for a long time and he was crazy like terry in the book um the rest of them are not really based on anybody
7: sometimes people
1: are just named for like susan sullivan is named for somebody i didn't like
7: oh okay so but you you even went a step further than i would do i'm always changing characters names you know if there's even a bit of uh, it's never scared you that, um, you know, somebody would see themselves and be upset because that that's something that holds me back.
1: Yeah, I knew the people in this book would not be bothered by it. Um, in fact, the other boys, besides the, my friend's boys, the oldest is named Ethan. And the other two boys are asking me when they get their name in the book. <laughs> um So it hasn't bothered me if I thought there was somebody that would be truly offended, I wouldn't use their names. But I knew my family would love it, and I knew Ethan and that family would love it. So I wasn't worried about that. I don't know how many of you have ever read the Twilight series, but Stephanie Meyer named a lot of characters after family members of hers. So... I'm sure they didn't mind that either. So, yeah. The next book so far doesn't have anybody named after anybody in my life.
3: Okay. Okay. Thanks, Carla. Uh, Let's see. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha Moses, you can uh, make your comment. Okay
8: well uh thanks Alan and and good evening uh Sherry I'm so glad you're here thanks so much for coming and I really enjoyed the book um I wanted to mention um one thing that uh, that really kind of drew me out was the fact that uh people would would describe the room that uh, Elizabeth would be entering such as the auditorium in the church and so on you you got mm-hmm. the the, the the pews and so on and then this is down front I'd never heard of that happening that's never happened in in, in my life and I don't know of anybody else <laughs> what made you uh, decide to, to uh, include that
1: because I wanted sighted people to read the book good so I needed visual descriptions I had an idea in my mind of what the church looked like And I have had a couple times in my life people describe a room that I'm going into like that, but mostly it was to give sighted people their visuals.
8: That's a great idea. Now, do you do you think the rest of your books in the series will, as you said, there will be another blind uh, woman in in the next book, will you have other blind people uh, involved in other books in the series?
1: Well, in the next book, I've got cameos from Michael and Elizabeth here and there. And as far as books beyond that, I don't know. I've got a few ideas for where the next book will go. But right now, I am i mean, where the third book would go. But right now, I'm focusing on the second book. So I haven't planned anything farther than that.
8: Okay, well, thanks again for being here. Thank you.
3: So, so Sherry, I I heard a Harry Potter notification of some kind. Are you getting a phone call or something?
1: Oh, my email is a Harry Potter.
3: (laughs) I knew that had to be yours. All right. Sorry. Uh, Let's see.
1: Forgot to close my Outlook.
3: (laughs) Okay. uh, Abby Taylor, you can unmute yourself and make your comment or ask your question.
4: Okay. Sherry, I'm just wondering about. uh, payment uh, the how much it cost. Well, you don't have to tell me how much it cost, but I'm just wondering did this person, Whitney Dykhorst, uh charge you by the hour and did you have to pay her up front or could you pay her in installments? How did that work? I paid her
1: when it was done and I paid her the entire thing. And it was based on hourly. It ended up being, I'll just say, over
4: $3,000, but not oh. $4,000. Okay. Um, so, but you had, you had to pay her all of it at once pretty much. At once, yeah.
1: Because that's how oh, she makes her money.
4: You wow, have, okay.
1: You have a choice when you set things up with ACX whether you want to share royalties or not. So if you share okay. royalties, you don't pay the voice actor as much money
9: oh, the okay. as that is
1: done. But because I didn't want to split royalties because you get... 40% royalties from Audible
8: if you, you don't jump split jump through them. your wish list.
1: Try. So I, <laughs> I didn't want to split that, so I um, paid her the whole thing up front.
4: Oh, okay. And there's no way you can like payment installments.
1: Well, not that I saw.
4: I don't, oh, I don't okay. think you can, but huh. maybe
1: you could work that out with the narrator
4: individually. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right. Well, thank you
3: mm-hmm okay joshua you can unmute yourself and ask your
9: question or make your comment hey everybody uh sherry it's definitely it's it's definitely nice to hear your voice and i remember um i remember i got um i remember when i heard that haven was an audible and i can't remember i think i heard about it i think i heard about it on uh, the, uh alan's bar talk list i think and then i and then i immediately got it on an audible and um and, and then I got around to reading it. This is actually my second time reading it. When I, when I, when I heard that they were having the, uh, uh, the group tonight, I'm like, ah, shoot, I wanted to, I wanted to go to this. So I, I quit. I, I got it from audible and, and then I read it. I read it on my phone for this, for the second time. And I definitely enjoyed it. This is a book that, that you definitely want to, you definitely want to read more than once. I definitely, I definitely enjoyed the narrator at first uh, from audible. At first I, at first, I wasn't sure if I. Um, I mean, when I. I mean, she's not. She's not my first lady narrator. Like when I think of audible narrators, I think. I think. Of, I think of people. I think of like. I think of like Tanya E. B. January Lavoy, uh, Julian yeah, Gibson. Yeah, I can't afford them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They're very expensive
1: narrators. Oh. I can't afford them.
9: Oh okay, I didn't know how much, but. Um. I, I, I'm, yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, uh, oh. Yeah. I guess it would be. I didn't know. I didn't know about the whole. I didn't know all the. But, but I'm just. But I'm just like I said. I, but but I got to say, Whitney, she did a great. She, she did. Yeah. She, she she did a. She did a great. She did a great job. And uh, your book. Your book definitely. Um. You did. You did a good job with, with with all the characters. Ethan was. Absolutely adorable, and I thought that 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 was so cute that he, he was correcting Rosie. Yeah, I because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah because you yeah, because she couldn't say the TH without the when when she said brother, I thought that was that that little lisp. I thought that was so cute. But um i mean I'm really I mean I mean all the uh i mean like I said like I said all the characters are all the characters were very believable and you definitely you you definitely wish you definitely wish them the best and uh and like I said I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely glad that I um that I got to read it. From Audible, I definitely hope that someday it 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 would be cool if it could be on uh, Bookshare, or it'd be cool if, if if sometime the Audible version somehow could be put on Bard, because I heard the I heard the volunteer narration compared to the Audible one. I heard, listened to it for a couple minutes, and I'm like, nope, that's not that's that's not anywhere as good. And in my opinion, it 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 it, uh, it definitely was not was not as good as the um as the Audible never Audible one. But I'm looking forward to looking forward to your next book and I definitely hope that hope, hope that Whitney that Whitney that she'll be the I never heard of her before. I never heard of her as a reader. I don't know if this is her one of her first books that she's yeah. read of, but hopefully hopefully she'll read hopefully she will I'll have to uh check out Audible, see what 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 other books that she yeah. has uh what other book what other books that she's read, but I hope that she will get to read your next book and like i said i will definitely be definitely be keeping it keeping an eye on audible for your uh you know for your next book like i said i i don't usually i don't usually like reading books with 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 all with with all their characters in them not usually but uh but i will will definitely make an exception uh for, for your book for sure because the first one was so good it's definitely one of the better definitely one of the better books with with blind characters in it i read there was this other book on Bookshare by hey, someone else. Joshua, Joshua, Josh. Joshua. we got Josh, a lot of
2: hands. We have, yeah. we have, have a nice, lot of hands yeah. here tonight. So.
9: Yeah. Great okay. job, don't yeah,
2: Josh. It, it, We
0: have it, a lot it, of
2: it, hands. Josh. Okay,
3: Liz, Lindsay, you can unmute yourself and make your comment.
10: Hi, Sherry. Um, just wanted to let you know that I loved your book. Um, mm-hmm. I did read it on Bard, but I'm really thinking about going and getting it on Audible, too, just because – the narration was a little lacking um I just I wanted to to emphasize I I just your characters were so believable and the one the one that was really amazing to me was the Susan character because I've seen her in action before
1: if you've ever been involved in a church you've seen Uh Susan in action oh
10: oh yeah oh yeah um And that was, I just, I love the book and and like others have said, I love the fact that the main character is blind, but that's not the storyline. I really think that that's how we make changes is by creating characters that are much more than just their blindness or their, you know, their gayness or whatever the, 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 characters thing is and so i just you did that very skillfully and i am so excited to hear that you're going to be doing more books in the series and we'll definitely be looking out for them so thank you
1: thank
3: you okay thanks liz uh linda
6: Okay, uh, sorry about that um yeah i i too absolutely love this book and the characters were so well done, and the thing—the thing that I was also impressed with was his parents. Um, yes. And you know, you brought out very well the the concerns that that they had at first, and how quickly you know that they accepted her and didn't 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 worry so much about the blindness factor. I thought that was so well done. And uh, I, I just wanna say that it's an honor to have been able to speak with you. And I'm so glad you were able to come. And uh, I'm, I can't wait for the next book. Thank you. And I, I also like the audible version better, so.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to deal with not everybody in Michael's life was gonna be thrilled with a blind girlfriend in the beginning. So I wanted to deal with that. And so use the parents to do that. But I didn't want it to drag on very long because I knew what Susan would be up to, so.
3: All right, Uh, Shelly Kane, unmute and make your comment.
11: Okay. Can you all hear me? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hi Sherry. Uh, first of all, I wanted to thank you for taking the time out to be with us this evening. It's a pleasure to finally meet you. Um, first of all, I wanted to say, I wanted to say I thoroughly enjoyed this book. I couldn't put it down. I actually recommended it to another visually impaired friend of mine and she loved it as well. Um, the places in Colorado were really, uh, fun to learn about because she lived there and she was telling me about them. Um, I, I really liked how um, the whole thing was not based on blindness, like everybody else is saying. Um, but I have two questions that the first question I have is where did you come up with the dogs names, Jolie and Marconi? I really love the dogs.
1: Okay, well, Jolie is just a name I've loved since I took French in high school. Okay. And my best friend, Doug, he is really into radio and he asked me to put a dog named Marconi in my, <laughs> I in my like book. That. So yeah, that's they, why Marconi is there.
11: Yeah, I have a yellow lab and it just I, I just love those characters. And Ethan by far uh, was my favorite. I'm really glad, you know, the Trials and Tribulations... I think I'm glad you put it in there, too, because it doesn't show, you know, everything goes really smoothly all the time. So I'm really glad you put that in there. And finally, I'll just, you know, really, again, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this book. And secondly, I wanted to ask finally is, I didn't hear, is there a title for the second one? And while I'm thinking about it, at the end of this one, really quickly, um, I'm really happy Michael and Elizabeth were going to have a baby and everything turned out okay. But at the end, it kind of left you wondering what was going to happen because it said they were all going to bed and the house was at peace. So it kind of made me feel, is there something coming up in book two about that or just my eerie feeling? So
1: book two is called Fascination. The fascination, okay. Just fascination, not the- Oh, fascination, sorry. Okay, got it. And um, you'll, you'll see what's happened to Michael and Elizabeth and the kids since then, because they have a book club at the at the cafe. Mm-hmm. And in the scene, in fact, the chapter I'm working on right now, we're gonna have a book club meeting mm-hmm. and Michael and the kids will bring Elizabeth to it and so we're going to find out what Elizabeth's baby's name was, what, what, what her baby is, and what its name is.
11: Oh, good. I'm glad and nothing serious is going to happen to them. Thank oh, you. no, no, no. <laughs>
1: we're just going to have little cameos. Definitely. And actually, for my group on Facebook, I was trying to decide, I knew I was at that chapter, and I was trying to figure out what what Elizabeth's baby is. So oh, I had a little contest in my group and asked them to give me gender and names mm-hmm. or twins and names and you know genders. And I told them that I would use their names in, a, in the scene where we meet this child. Mm-hmm. And so many people gave me a bunch of great names. I picked a name and then I'm gonna use all their first names in the book club scene. So I'm going oh, to with, put that, just that scene from the time that they're preparing for the book club and the Kelly family comes in, I'm going to share that scene with my group.
11: Well, thank you so much for
1: um, answering my questions and
11: sure. for writing this book. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one. Thank you. Hmm?
3: Dan Tettelt.
5: Uh, can you hear me?
0: Yep. yes yeah okay
5: thanks sherry i'm the person from the DB review list who's emailed you a yeah. few times and written good and nasty book reviews <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um i was struck by how when you had the christian church that i thought uh oh i hope this isn't like the conservative church I grew up on with you know a typical pigeonholed Christian romance type book and
9: yeah. then I
5: I noticed that you didn't pigeonhole anyone. No. Nope. I mean they were clearly religious but they weren't you know like Bible thumpers.
1: Yeah I didn't want yeah, I, like I, I was I fascinated by that. Yeah. I wanted anybody to be able to read the book and feel comfortable and not feel <laughs> that they were being preached at
5: mm-hmm. because um, and I also liked a lot of the ancillary can characters I thought had a lot of charm like dama the office manager
8: yeah she's good
5: and I also liked um um I also like Liza's sister too
1: yeah she's good
5: and um there was just well you could always call your book club banquet of books <laughs> <I could. laughs> like a certain other show we have on accessible world um but you know, keep, I listened to the NLS version and, but I I bought the audible version because I thought, you know, I need to support a writer. I mean, writers earn a living and I, I, I needed that. to support you. Thank you. I mean, it'd be nice if it was in braille, but I understand the, do you have Ira? If you, If you had Ira, maybe they could help you fill out the form. I don't know.
1: I, I don't have Ira, but you you don't know, have I live Ira. a mile okay. away from my sister now, so I can have my oh, sister my help me do it.
5: Okay that that yeah. that's good, but um, you know, good uh, really good book, and uh, I'm glad you didn't. I, I I like I look forward to the day when an a blind author doesn't have to spell out as much about blindness as you did and I know why you did that because sighted people just don't know but I hope we come to a day where all those things are just taken for granted.
1: I hope so too. But I think we have to go through this stage right yeah. now.
5: Mm-hmm. We do and I understand I understand why you did what you did.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay.
5: And I think that's it.
3: Thanks, okay. Dan. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Uh Jen yeah, Welcome. You can unmute yourself and make a comment or ask your question. Jana, you're okay, still... Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm,
12: I'm here now, finally. Sorry about that. Uh, Well, first of all, hi, Sherry. I interviewed you for the Blind User Advisory Council. Oh, for yeah. The- hey, yeah. How are you? yeah, good. How are you? Okay. So, um, I'm glad to see people being educated in this way we just can't do enough to educate sighted people about blindness it just for some reason it just sometimes it just doesn't get there That i hope that more uh families can get the message because as we know most families are not really quite as supportive as elizabeth's family was uh for those of us who grew up being blind, that's something that we're aware of. Most people have a lot of of bad memories and bad situations of what family members can do who have raised blind children. So, I hope that this is instructional for for so families have blind you know who have blind people in their families. So, anyway, um, <laughs> thank you for coming on the on the mm-hmm. group tonight
1: my family was like elizabeth's family
12: when that's very and, unusual
1: when my dad and stepmom got married i was 6 and i had chores i had to do i started learning to wash dishes i as i got older i had chores but i don't mean i just had to work you know i wasn't cinderella i was treated just like my younger siblings their kids and I had rules, I had privileges, I you know, I was just like any other kid. It really astonishes me even to this day when I hear horror stories from other blind people about growing up and I stop and think, I'm so thankful I had the family I do and the siblings I still do. My sister is one of my best friends and she, doesn't think any less of me, you know, we're, we're good buddies. We do things together and count on each other through everything.
3: Okay. Uh, Marsha, you've already made one comment, but I think you're the last one with your hand raised. So if you've got another comment, go ahead and unmute yourself and make your next comment. Marsha.
8: Nope. I thought my hand was down. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that.
3: That's all right. Uh I, I thought I had lowered it before, but uh I try to lower people's hands after they comment. Oh, no well, more you comments.
8: You probably lowered it and then uh maybe I raised it. Uh, oh well. But anyway. Thanks, Alan.
3: Okay. Thanks. Uh Randy, uh do you want to make a comment? I I've got to make a I'm gonna make a comment. I haven't raised my hand. Go but, ahead, uh, Alan. Okay. Uh good 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 job with your story, sherry. Uh, I, I I don't mean this to be critical, but I did have to bump my insulin pump up a little bit because it, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it there was there was a lot of sugary sweetness in the book but you know I know a lot of people <laughs> like that. I'm gonna say my favorite line and, and this is more reflective on me than on you. is when they were on their first coffee date. at the the coffee shop and and Elizabeth's made the comment that her scone tasted orgasmic that was my favorite line (laughs) in the whole
10: book I
6: love
3: that line uh, too that that probably says more about me than about you but hey there it is I wrote the
1: line
3: what does it say Um. so you know and and I will say I read you know I probably should have used an audible credit to support you but I read the bard version
9: and the only way I
3: could get through it, I I, I read it on Bard Mobile at two hundred and twenty five percent, and the narrator <laughs> was much better at that speed. So, uh, but uh, anyway, I did enjoy the story. I thought you handled. I mean, I grew up sighted, and I've only lost my vision in adulthood. But I thought you did a very good job of presenting all the all the blindness aspects well, and I, I appreciated that you said. No, she's not going to put her hands on your face to see what you look like, Mom. So I thought that was that was nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. You 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 did a good job with the story and uh, and 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 congratulations. Uh, The only writing I've ever done is how to apply uh, 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 the application of the tax law. So if anybody ever wants to read a tax memo and have trouble sleeping at night, let me know
1: and I'll get it to you.
3: But uh, anyway, thanks.
1: Yeah, about the sweetness. one thing I really dislike in romances is, is the couples that they get mad at each other and they don't speak to each other for about 10 chapters, mm. or they assume the other one is cheating without ever talking to them and they break up for 10 chapters. I'm like, come on, be adults, sit down and talk. Yeah. So, yeah. That's right. why it maybe it's a little on the sweet side because I wanted the conflict to be outside.
3: Yeah, very nice. you yes. what were you saying, Randy?
0: Go do yourself a favor and get the audible version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I can do it. I've got credits. So.
0: It's much better. Trust me.
3: Oh, I, I, the, I'm sure reader, the reader.
0: The reader. When I heard I wanted to hear the Audible because I read it on Bard first. I didn't know it was on Audible. Then when I found out it was on Audible, I had to get it because there were some scenes that that Bard reader just didn't do well like the courtroom scene at the beginning, the meeting at the church, that mm-hmm. was she that was so well done by Whitney. Yeah. And the scene in the courtroom at the end with Judge Taylor really sticking it to Nico.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun sticking it to Nico. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: he, he needed it, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah so, so. Oh, boy. Do we, are we done with the hand, I uh,
3: I believe so, unless somebody slipped one up on me.
0: Okay. Does anybody else want to make a comment? Another comment before I say my piece and what time is it anyway
3: it's uh three minutes to the hour
0: okay well
3: well carla uh, hayes got her hand raised again but i don't know if that's because she has another comment
0: or not but carla did you want did you want to say something again just real quick
7: i just wanted to say amy was great and I was yes. wondering if Amy was was based on anybody. I just loved Amy. And I'm glad it's turned out She alike. was
1: not based on anybody. But I hope to write a book in the future focused on her. Because she deserves a happy ending.
0: I was wondering if you would do that.
1: Yeah. So that one will be tricky. And I'll need lots of cited beta readers. Because... Amy is cited and she'd be the main character. So,
0: yeah. Well, as I've told you before, I thoroughly enjoyed this book and I cannot wait for the next one. So, thank you. uh, As as everyone here has said, you have a lot of fans in this group. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm very happy
3: about that. Well, thank you so much. Oh yeah, I was going to say we we had nineteen here. I don't think uh, I don't think we've ever had that many participants on any book group I've ever been in. So yeah, so
0: me neither. This uh,
3: was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Thank
0: you,
5: so you everybody.
3: You, you can pat yourself on the back and. Thank you. Um,
0: thank you so much for being here and for such a an interesting and. Well done presentation. Hope you'll join us again. You're welcome to join us anytime. We I read all you. sorts of books.
1: Cool. We read all I... sorts
0: of books in this group. So
1: I hope you'll join us again. I would like to keep me yes. informed. Put me on the mailing list or whatever you do.
3: Come on, Sherry. I know you're on DB Review and I, all my all of our groups get announced there. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you're send still it sending there. it
0: to DB Review, Alan, because I saw I keep, it on... Yeah. I saw it on the Access World announcement and I saw it on Pages Plus, but I didn't yeah. know if you still sent it to be reviewed. Okay.
5: I did. I, I, I see them there. Yep.
0: Okay. All right. Well, yeah, Sherry, I hope you'll join us again. It was such a pleasure having you.
1: Thank you, everybody. I should say, if you want to find me, my personal Facebook is Facebook.com slash, I think Sherryola, S-H-E-R-R-I-O-L-A. That was my dad's nickname. My Facebook group is Haven Happenings. And my author Ooh. page is Sherry Gomes Author. And you can always email me at sherry.gomes at Outlook.com. Okay. And
3: you 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 did get the news wires that I sent out because I think I sent it to your Outlook address. I hope you yeah. got them. Okay. Good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I sent them as well. Yeah. She got bombarded with them. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Yeah,
6: that's okay. We wanted to make sure she didn't miss tonight. (laughs)
1: That's right. Better better too much. And it was
6: worth it, wasn't it? Getting all those. (laughs) Mm, Absolutely.
1: This was really fun. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it very much. I love talking about my book, and I love hearing people's thoughts on it. So it was great.
0: Well, good. Glad you enjoyed it as much as we did. Our next book, Bob, (laughs) is is the Five Wishes of Murray McBride by Joe Sipple. And it's DB104366. It's a short book. But it's a fun read. It's about a a man. He's a hundred years old. He's outlived his wife and his son. His his son. He only has his grandson left, and he's depressed. He wants to die. And then he meets a little boy, Jason, who needs a heart transplant. And Jason has five wishes, and Murray sets out to help him grant those wishes. To help him get his wishes and lest you think this is a sad depressing book it's not it's funny is a character and so's Jason there's a little girl in here too Murray becomes friends with both of them and he has to learn email which is hilarious
5: <laughs>
0: and the little boys are the little boy's funny he's a streetwise kid So it's a, I think you'll enjoy it.
8: Could you repeat the title and the book number, please?
0: The Five Wishes of Murray McBride. The book number is DB104366. Thank you.
7: What's the reading time on it, do you know? It's about six hours, I think. It's short,
0: so that's not why I picked it. I just thought it was a cute book. And the reader is great. Oh yeah, he is. David Hartley Marklin reads it. How can you not like
7: him? And there's a second one beyond that one.
9: I don't I have, like I mean, David Hartley Marklin all that much. I don't. I don't care for him all well, that I much. Oh, I do.
8: Oh, I do. It's hard. eight I hours. I didn't yeah. think he was still reading.
9: He's yes, sad. eight hours long. Yeah. Just to let you guys know that the, 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 the book, the book it's, it's a little over eight hours long, and I I just added it to my wish list. So yeah, oh, okay. I've got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well,
9: you yeah. know, I didn't read the so last. And there's book,
0: a sequel. There's a sequel
3: to it as well. Yeah. Oh. I,
1: I, I
0: don't think he's. I don't think he's with us. More.
3: Eight hours twenty two minutes is the reading
0: time. Okay, well
3: that's not bad. The
0: uh, land no, had I, nothing to do with it.
3: I, I, I think when somebody says I don't think he's with us anymore, means she thinks he's died. But I I'm not sure. But uh,
0: oh well, he was alive when he read it.
7: <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, 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 I don't remember I when it was. No. This is gonna be I think October twentieth.